Hello and welcome to the Edge of the Box Football Podcast, the show where we aim to challenge football convention with thought-provoking, eyebrow-raising and outside-the-box points of view. Today we'll be discussing Arsenal's fabled invincible side, comparing Roman Abramovich and Sheikh Mansour's successes in English football and talking about potential future Ballon d'Or winners. I'm your host, Harry Brent. Right. I guess we should introduce ourselves. Um, first of all, I'm here with Mr. Josh Rowe and Mr. Ashley O'Hara. Josh, give us your, um, tell us who you support and give us your favourite footballing memory that doesn't involve your team winning a trophy or like something amazing happening to them, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> my, my team's uh, Manchester City. Uh, and I'd say that my favourite moment would be Actually, I've just thought of two. My favourite moment would be when someone threw that paper aeroplane from the top of stands <laughs> during the uh, the England game. England-Croatia England, game, by any chance, was that? Uh, maybe, maybe. I've got good know. memories of that. Yeah, Ash, what about you? you got good memories of that game? Uh, yeah, I remember it. It's yeah. almost as if I was there. Yeah, yeah, same, uh, yeah, same yeah. Oh, Nice, I like that, right? Yeah, sorry, carry on, mate. It's, either that or when the bird shat in Ashley Young's mouth. That. Also is, a, yeah, I think most people would be on board with that. Uh, and plus he denied it, didn't he? For, for, he did, he did. I saw he denied it recently. He said, no, it wasn't, it wasn't bird poo, but like, come on, mate, what was it? It fell out of the sky. Um, uh, and go on, <laughs> Ash, you, you, go, you go, mate. Uh, yeah, so hi, I'm Ashley. Uh, my, my team is Tottenham Hotspur, as you can tell, with the, uh, the very Tottenham accent I <laughs> And my favourite memory is actually from a, a Blackburn Rovers game when, um, in protest of our owners, oh, their owners, in protest of the Venkies, someone actually brought a live chicken onto the pitch. Oh, bloody hell. I remember yeah. seeing that. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> anyway, yeah, it was, it was actually quite funny. <laughs> we were all they dressed you know, keen in... out, keen out, Venkies out. They dressed yeah. it in a, in a Venkies shirt or something, didn't they? Or something like that? Uh, I, th- I think there was a, a small flag on it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Pretty lovely. Yeah. It's uh, all going on in them there. Very nice. Uh and my name's Harry. I'm a Chelsea fan. Um again, as you can probably tell from the accent, posh as ever. Um I don't know, my I guess my favorite probably the favorite memory that doesn't involve us winning a trophy. I can't really go beyond the Gerard Slip game because that 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 won the title for City more or less, but that just was just a day of enjoyment all around. So, um uh, but anyway, right. So first of all, this is the first episode of uh, the Edge of the Box Football Podcast. So I have a question to start you all off. Right, ball, the ball comes to the edge of the box, uh, and you've got Frank Lampard, Christian Eriksen, and Elano sitting there uh, with the ball. Who do you back to score, ladies and gentlemen? Christian Eriksen. <laughs> okay. Easy. Josh. Um. We say who do you back to Cause score? Because I, I mean, mine's Lampard. <laughs> Come on, easy, easy, yeah. easy answer. I mean, you're gonna, you, you want me to say Alano, but I'm not going to say Alano. <laughs> I don't, don't mind. <laughs> Unless there's <laughs> another player that like. you reckon. He would not. <clears throat> he would obviously he could, he could, he could slap it in if and when, but consistently, consistently, no. Nah, I'd probably go Lampard. Or I've just realised yeah, you've you've had a nice cop out there because Lampard was for a bit a City player. So you, you, exactly. it's quite exactly. easy for you, you to say that. I've you, screwed you it up. Me with two. <laughs> I mean, if 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 we are going by statistics, uh, <laughs> the person who has scored the most goals from outside the box mm-hmm. is Frank Lampard. 
Uh, what, but yeah. out of what in the Prem or out, out of those three? In the Premier League, is that if it's out of those three, that was some very quick researching yeah, you just did there. Say, Jesus, <laughs> uh, in the entire Premier League. Nice. Well, there's your answer, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, right now, though, however, I will have Christian Eriksen. You know, <laughs> of course, <laughs> I wouldn't, wouldn't expect any different from you. Um, okay, so can we might as well get started with the, with the first topic. Um, I just, yeah, I just thought this would be a thing. Pit me, people haven't really been analysing too too much um roman abramovich and sheikh mansour two of football's most wealthy owners blah 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 uh can you believe abramovich has been in charge for 17 years 17 2003 and, and, wasn't it 2003 yeah, yeah. so and, and almost sheikh, of age and sheikh mansour 2008 so how, how long is that 12 years seems like yesterday that anyway yeah. i i wanted to ask you guys who has been a more successful owner. Um, before you get get into it, um, I've just run run down a few things, which I'm sure you've already probably got. But um, so between them, um, Abramovich, under Abramovich, Chelsea have won uh, how many? Sixteen trophies or sixteen major trophies? I'm not including Community Shield. I think it's thirteen major trophies. Or uh, hang on, which are you? Uh, I'm not counting Community Shields. <laughs> so I'm, I mean, I might have got five. They've got five Premier Leagues, one one Champions League, five FA Cups, three League Cups, and two Europa Leagues. Um, and then I mean, if I've got these statistics wrong, this is an awful start. But uh, we'll <laughs> see, we'll, uh, we'll go with that. And and then uh, obviously, um, uh, Sheikh Mansour under un, uh, City, eleven major trophies. I've got. Again, if this is if this is wrong, this is slightly slightly worrying. But four Premier Leagues, two FA Cups, five League Cups. Yeah, I've got yeah. eleven as well. Okay. But yeah, we'll, we'll start we'll start with Josh. We, as you're a City yeah. fan, let's let's see what 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 you okay. It's difficult. Like, it's, who knows how to analyze it really? But I mean, trophies is one way, I guess. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you can analyze it with trophies, but I think you got to look at the clubs before. The owners were there. And, you know, you look at where they are now and the more of a... Even though they are successful clubs, the one thing that they've definitely inherited or become, shall I say, is a brand. So when, you know, Chelsea redesigned their logo, City redesigned their logo. It's more of a... Making it more iconic, recognisable brand to go along with domestic... Uh, and European success so then mm. when people see that they'll be instantly like that is Chelsea when if, if maybe if you've shown some people Chelsea's old logo they might not instinctively instinctive, instinctively recognise it so oh, how dare you in comparison to now <laughs> same with yeah, City yeah. like obviously with the, the eagle the three stars that literally meant nothing and where the eagle even came from, like how, how long? How long did City have that um, variation of that uh, logo? I'm, I'm not. I ain't got just, a clue. Cause I think because it, like, it, it was a it was a long period, a long enough period of time. Yeah, I can't tell you exactly, but a mm. long enough period of time in which, yeah. But it, again, one of them ones where you look at it and they both become big brands. Mm-hmm. Uh, they both become massive powerhouses in the Premier League. And they've also kind of, you know, 
uh, learnt a lot as well with you can't just splash money on on players. I think Shane Munster has definitely hired the right people and maybe even used the example of Abramovich mm. because like even though they've not won as many titles if we're going off the success the, you know Shane Munster has not been at City as long as uh, mm. Abramovich so I think maybe he's taken a, a few pages out of that book and tried to organise the club in a in a way where it's more financially stable. There's mm-hmm. a clear identity of, of where they want to go, uh, and they've got the right the right backroom staff. And obviously, with that, I mean, you know, transfer yeah, bans. Chelsea have had a few transfer bans, whereas City have fought these transfer bans. Um, Oh, and the allegations obviously granted they're not allowed to play in the Champions League for the next yeah. two seasons yeah, that if is. that still remains but you know you, the, the, you can tell that the structure of the clubs is very different in the early years that, compared yeah that, that's one thing I, I would always say about it like obviously there's you know both owners have obviously brought in these massive um, structural changes but I think it's probably a little bit more evident with with City just in the sense yeah. that they've they've obviously had a big idea of like you know we are completely stripping this club away and we're going to build this this new club with everything in place uh you know director of football's coming in we're going to have all these people working on the complex mm. we're going to have all these people working on feeder clubs and all that stuff seems like they've gone you know a little bit further than certainly in the early years Chelsea did uh, now Chelsea've got a bit more of a kind of defined structure but again it's still it, I, I, I don't get the impression that it's as sort of um, uh, secure or, or yeah as, as, as cities is <clears throat> yeah but no like I say I think if you to say who's more successful um, and obviously if you go with titles and well no, I'm gonna, I'd probably say Abramovich just because he's you know, it's one thing to to win titles and invest money into a club, but it's another thing to actually remain at the club and mm. be sustainable and keep that constant kind of pressure there around the club. Because he's not been in the country to watch Chelsea for like a season and a half or something. Yeah, like he's 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 can't get a visa at the moment, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> so. I think, like I say, the two, I definitely would say that Chelsea with Abramovich is more successful than Sheikh Mansour, just because okay. they've kind of, you know, the test of time has been and gone, whereas for City, it'll, you know, that test is kind of coming up now, especially with, you know, Champions League um, <clears throat> not being a thing for the next two seasons. It'll yeah. be a, a, a test to see <clears throat> how much they invest more money into the club or how they can you know, go about it as a club. So, yeah, a brand of it for me. Okay, interesting. Um, Ash, you've seen your sides get walloped by both owners over the years. Um, who's, <laughs> who, what, do you, what do you reckon? Uh, well, I, I believe I might be somewhat more impartial than the Chelsea and, and City fans, yeah. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> but uh, I've got a completely, completely different, <laughs> different avenue than than Roas there with the, uh, the the old measuring success, as it were. And well, let's let's look at some let's look at some facts. Obviously, Abramovich he took over Chelsea two thousand three. Mm-hmm. 
uh, vastly successful. Uh, someone said the most successful club in London. Uh, especially in the last few decades. Um, got Champions League, two Europa Leagues, three European titles already. Oh, yeah. Which, 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 which give them the edge. But, I mean, they're doing all this before... Well, well before the, the, the introduction of the financial fair play regulations. Mm, true. Which came about. Um, yeah, they sort of came about in response of... 2012? Response to City, didn't, yeah, I, I felt like the, the ball kind of got rolling with City and then I think PSG came very, very quickly yeah, after yeah. City and it kind of sparked that a bit. But yeah, I mean, I think, uh, the, judging by the, the numbers I've got here... Chelsea mm. were reported 140 million pounds in losses in 2005, mm. and they said on this they would see a profit on that until 2010. So that's wow. almost two reporting years, uh, two reporting periods of financial fair play, which is every three years, in which they would be in breach of mm. financial fair play regulations. So, I feel, I feel like in some ways that all those trophies and all the success is somewhat hollow by that. Okay. Uh, yeah. And in terms of C, obviously, uh, 2008, that's a few years before financial fair play came along. Yeah. And they have been found guilty of breaching financial fair play regulations in 2014. I think they'll find... How dare they? £49 million... Pounds and their Champions League squad was reduced to 21 players for the next season because of that. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and obviously there's the things that have been going on this season with them, mm. uh, with UEFA, and they're not playing in Europe <clears throat> for the next two years, possibly. Mm. Uh, obviously that's with the Court of Arbitration for Sport. Yeah. But... Uh, to, 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 <laughs> to really answer, well, yeah, um, to answer your, your, your question yeah. quite long-windedly, um, <laughs> I said that, 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 that none of them are successful. And it's a very hollow victory. <laughs> okay. So, well, so... I, if I had to choose one between the two, it would be Chelsea. And that's okay. just, just because of the, obviously, the European trophies and, uh, and the number of trophies being great, given that it is over a longer period of time. But... Yeah. I mean, so, so obviously I, I, I sort of get what you mean. Like the, the, I mean, the trophies are hollow. That was always the criticism of both the clubs that like you've just had this massive, um, you know, owner who's coming with a load of, load of money, splurged, splurged load of money and the rules as they are now, they wouldn't, it wouldn't be able to happen. I guess that kind of takes away a little bit of the shine from the success, but I mean, yeah, I, I guess I I sort of I sort of I sort of get that, um, but obviously, um, I mean the thing the thing that I thought was quite was quite interesting because as, as you've both said, like um, Abramovich has been there for longer. I was looking at um, so Sheikh, if Sheikh Mansour has been there for twelve years, I was looking at tw- the first twelve years of, of Abramovich and comparing that. Um, so Abramovich had, or Chelsea, you know, under under Abramovich had won thirteen trophies compared to Sheikh Mansour's twelve. Uh, and obviously they, you know, the same, same amount of Premier Leagues um, and obviously the, uh, you know, Champions League is the big one, but it's, it's, it's difficult for me because um, there's, you know, there's lots of things that come into it. Like I think when, obviously when Chelsea were, um, 
uh, were first bought, you really only had that duopoly of Man United and Arsenal at the top. And it, so it almost became like a Chelsea were competing with, with two teams. When City were bought out, you had Arsenal, Man United, um, Liverpool were beginning to become title challengers again. Obviously, Chelsea was still there. And it was at the same time, like Tottenham started getting into the, certainly the European places. So I almost feel like, you know, with more competitors around, it's harder to win trophies. Um, but they've won it as, but been winning it as consistently as, as Abramovich has, which I think kind of gives, gives, gives Mansour the edge in, in terms of that. Cause you can't just look at num- numbers of trophies and call it like, right, that, that, that determines how <coughs> successful they are. The lack of European success is that is a big one for me, obviously, um, you know, without a, certainly a Champions League, I guess you'll always have that, Abramovich will always have that slight, um, uh, you know, advantage. I mean, I would argue that, I mean, it is, it, it, it is harder to win like a, a, a league than it is to win the Champions League, for instance. Yeah. So the Premier League is harder to win as you need to keep that consistency up throughout the yeah. entire season other than winning like, what, eight games in the Champions League? I know League. what you mean, yeah. You, you, can, or, or you, yeah. Can luck, you can luck your way to a Champions League. Like, yeah, Champions League yeah. is obviously not yeah. easy to win, but you can fluke your way to one, as I will admit yeah. Chelsea sort of did in 2012. As I will admit Tottenham maybe did last year. <laughs> no, you got, I mean, I suppose, but then, look. Well, I, mean, we, I mean, there was an offside uh, with Manchester yeah, no, City. No, I, I take your point. There was a few things. Yeah. But at the same time, like you, you, because I was, I was looking at that the other day. Like it was, um, I know you didn't beat them, but you had Barca in it. You had Barca in the group and Inter. And was it? Yeah. One? PSV. PSV. Yes. Yeah, so fucking hard group. Uh, Dortmund. You you beat comfortably. Um, oh, we we smashed Dortmund. That was, that was a highlight of my year. City. You absolutely destroyed in that in the last yeah. minute. Yeah. <laughs> I have, I have a vivid yeah. memory where we were trying to waste time, and I think it was, um, I think it was Eric Lamella. I'm not sure if this was the Ajax game or the uh, the Manchester City game. Eric mm. Lamella was trying to do tricks just outside our uh, just outside our box, and I was like, uh, "Hang on, you know, <laughs> it was getting rather at the, frustrated." At the, was he, it was at the edge of the box, was it? Yeah, the edge of oh, our no, box, boom. doing tricks. Oh. Yeah, there it is. Thank you for reacting. That would have been very awkward if no one reacted. <laughs> But um, but yeah, I, you know, I, I, to be honest, like I, I was surprised, I was surprised that your, both your answers really. First of all, Ash saying neither are, neither are successful. That was a very. I mean, if you want to look at success field. and you want to measure success in that way, you can look no further than Tottenham Hotspur. Mr. Dan, Mr. Daniel, Mr. Daniel, <laughs> Daniel firing Pochettino, most successful manager in your history, Levy. Yeah, absolutely agree. Um, and replaced him with Jose Mourinho, born serial winner. Absolutely. Exactly. Um, no, I. To be honest, I think. We're a, we're a weird moment because I think the team that that Man City currently have, where I mean, you know, down to Pep Guardiola largely, but it's under Sheikh Mansour. I think I think if we if we were to have this conversation again in two year or two or three years, you'd probably have City with, you know, probably another Premier League, maybe two, uh, mm. possibly you know, possibly another Champions League. The 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 sort of what do you mean, possibly with another Champions League? Another, possibly, with yeah. possibly with a Champions yeah, League. One, yeah. or, or, um, or even an appearance in the final. That, 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 that'd, <laughs> that'd be a win yeah. from where we are. <laughs> do you know, I saw on Facebook, it's going round at the minute. It was uh, Dua Lipa has more Champions League final appearances than Manchester <laughs> City. <laughs> oh, that's so sad. Oh, God. Um, but no, uh, yeah. I, I, the other thing I was sort of thinking was 
is um, has Abramovich's success largely been down to Mourinho? You know, the, uh, other than um, I'd say so. Other than Ancelotti, because yeah. we because I was looking at it, Man City have had um, how many? They've had you've had three three managers win the Premier League, right? Guardiola, Mancini, and yeah. Pellegrini. Yeah, uh, which is the same amount of, as we've had. I mean, you know, Mourinho, Ancelotti, and and Conte. Conte. Um, maybe there's some, you know, I I I, I don't know. I, I I if I'm sort of very very boringly gonna gonna sit on the fence here. I mean, obviously I have a special place in my heart for what Abramovich has done at Chelsea, but uh, I think that I think that cons, you know consist consistently, and I think the culture that's been built at Man City by wh- whether or not it's the owners doing, I, I don't really know, but certainly I think Man City feels like a more kind of stable unit at the top of English football. You've only really had, I mean, what was the there was a dip under Pelleg- what was it Pellegrini's last season was probably the 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 lowest you dipped bef- and yeah once once you'd kind of become title winners under Mancini whereas we've had like we finished tenth we've you know we finished sixth uh, you know we've had this culture of you know ruthless hiring and firing which hopefully seems to be a thing of the past but who knows um, you would so say I, that was right, so, there yeah so I'm yeah. so I'm very 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 reluctantly edging towards Sheikh Mansour on this but. Um, I mean, we've got one vote for Abramovich, one vote for Sheikh, and then one vote for nobody. So I think. We're uh, no, I'd say, I'd say my vote would be for uh, uh, Abramovich. For Abramovich, if, okay. Yeah, if I want to. Two yeah. one. But it's yeah, it's interesting, interesting debate. Um, okay, um, moving on. Uh, I got brought up this this topic of discussion with a friend of ours yesterday. Uh, We've got obviously had this massively long period of Messi and Ronaldo winning the Ballon d'Ors with a tiny little dash of Luka Modric in the uh, at the end there. Um, who, I ask, will be, uh, or you know, who's who's a candidate to win the um, to win the Ballon d'Or that's not going to be Messi or Ronaldo uh, next? So it doesn't it doesn't necessarily necessarily need to be who you think is going to win the trophy next, but like who's who's around at the moment that you think is a is a likely contender. Josh Raw, I, I I recommend you go first for this one. Um, <clears throat> I I'm I'm, a, I'm torn between two current Dortmund players. Um, this Jaden Sancho and um, Haaland. Erling Haaland. Yeah. I don't yeah. All right. Okay. Um, I'd say I'd say Haaland. As much as I want to say Sancho, I just think that you know he's. I, I, I could see him going to a club and... Very hard to win the Ballon d'Or at Man United, isn't it? <laughs> if... Uh, sorry, Karen. <laughs> no, I could, just, I could just see him going somewhere and hopefully doesn't get injured, but I could just see something like an injury happening and that'd be it. He won't fully be able to get to that lightning quick, um, like, phenom... Of a, of a player that he's you know becoming um, from obviously moving away from Manchester City, but I'd definitely say I'd definitely say Haaland would, would be up there. Obviously, you got Mbappe that will be up there as well. But I think the way that, on, on yeah, Sancho just briefly, do yeah. you think? Do you, so you were sort of saying you're not sure if he'll make, if he'll quite get to the top the top level enough to. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like he's in a great. Obviously, Dortmund's a big club, massive club. Very good for looking after younger players as well. 
Mm. Obviously, you've got, still got Marco Royce there, so we can learn a hell of a lot from him. But um, I just I don't know, maybe he might be you know, happy and comfortable there. You never know, like the next season, Dortmund might you know, win a few things in the league mm. and be better in the Champions League. So he might be better off if he stays there rather than going to Real Madrid or United or even maybe mm. back to City. So <clears throat> it's very dependent, whereas I think Haaland's. He'd, I think he'd be on everyone's transfer target list if he continues this momentum that he's currently got. Um, yeah. He's just his goal ratio is absolutely incredible. It's, it's um, bad, isn't it? yeah. For such a tall player, he, he moves so quick. He's great in the air. His touch is great. He's just got like a a, a split second um, natural finish where. Very similar to what Henri said in an interview once where it's like as soon as the keeper stops, that's when you shoot. You know, if you're going one-on-one because as soon mm. as he stops, that's when there's a, a brief second of uncertainty and that's mm. when you take your shot. And Haaland's got that in, the, in, in abundance. So, mm. yeah, I'd say Haaland. I think Haaland would be up there because I could see him being more likely to transfer away from Dortmund than, than Sancho. He's definitely got um, like he, he's took to the uh, Bundesliga like a Dr. Water, didn't he? Just instantly yeah. took that Salzburg form and like slotted in like he'd never like he'd never he's, really he's, left he's it. Scored, yeah. What did he score like? Uh, was it five in two games? Something, yeah, he got a hat trick like as well. Yeah, I, I'm sort of second like, half hat trick. Yeah, second well, no, half no, they trick. didn't. They didn't class it as a hat trick, did they? Because they. No. Um, what was the, it? Should, Bundesliga yeah. and the uh, the Germans are weird when they when it comes to hat tricks. Mm. So it has to be. All in one half, yeah, and uninterrupted, so that um, there was no goal scores. Between. Yeah, no oh. goals in between. Yeah, is that very right? precise? What? That's so weird. That's, that, that, that is what is considered as the German hat trick. Oh, sod them! So you need to score uh, three in a row without anything being scored in between, and all in one half. High bloody standards, don't they? Uh, of course they do. You've seen their cars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I sort of, I mean, obviously the the sort of nature of this. This podcast is born from my um, insistence on being quite contrarian with some, and I, I've been accused of my opinion on Harland of being of being contrarian. I'm I still I'm still like jury is still out on him only because um, obviously everything he's done everything he done this season and you know back in the last season was so impressive. I'm still I, I still look at him and and see a kind of the kind of raw elements of what could be an amazing striker, but yeah. And don't get me wrong, he's he's done a lot better than this guy has at, at his age. But it reminds me a lot of what what I saw from Lukaku when he was the same sort of age. A lot of pace, a lot of power, uh, a sort of instinct to get in the right spaces and stuff. But sort of touch is still a little bit. There's some something to do there, you know. Kind of maybe maybe some sort of spatial awareness mm-hmm. is still a bit. Like don't get me wrong, I, I think he's probably got more ability than than Lukaku. Lukaku did it at that age because Lukaku was very raw. And still is a little bit to an extent, um, but every time I watch Haaland, I, I kind of think like, oh, you know, that was like not not a, not as crisp a touch as it could have been. I mean, he's only what nineteen, so eight, eighteen or something. So he's got twenty one in it. Twenty one, possibly, possibly twenty twenty one. Either way, he's got a lot of time to to sort that out. But um, I, certainly, I don't. I wouldn't. I would never say. I would never say in terms of this conversation, I would never say he's off the list of potential Ballon d'Or winners. He looks like he's going to be a, a superstar. 19, um, he is. Yeah? Yeah. 
um, yeah, you know, but it's, but it, I mean, it is interesting. I guess it would just be interesting to see what, what happens with him, where, where, he, where he goes. He's, well, he's already made comments about wanting to move to, a, well, he said he liked what Ibrahimovic did moving to a lot of different clubs, which I'm sure was mm. very nice for Dortmund fans to hear. He's a Leeds <laughs> fan, isn't he? He was born in Leeds. I think that, yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, so, yeah, I could have, you know, so. could have played for England. But. Could have played, could play for Leeds. Could have played for. Uh... So he says he wants to play for Leeds at some point. <laughs> Does he actually? As if uh, Marcelo no. Bielsa can actually get them into oh, the Premier League. Well, if there's any manager to entice you to the Championship, I guess it's Marcelo mm. Bielsa. He's uh, a bit. Uh, he, 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 there's a lot of fall off towards Mar- the second half of the season with Marcelo Bielsa. Yeah, yeah, particularly this season. I can't. They haven't won in weeks, have they? Leeds. Oh, God. In a couple of months, they haven't even scored. In a few months. Um, he's up their ideas. Ash, uh, what, do you, what do you reckon? First off, I think you criminally underrated Romelu Lukaku. <laughs> <laughs> Man, like, he, he left Man United. He's been, he's been tearing it up in that Serie yeah. yeah. I think he's got 17 goals this season. No, he looks like the player he always was threatened, threatened to become and yeah was at Everton and West Brom and stuff um, yeah but you gotta think this, the Italian league's made Chris Smalling look good again I, th- I think Chris Smalling <laughs> was I think all these players in fact were good and it's just Man United <laughs> maybe Man United <laughs> yeah. you look although, at Paul Pogba <laughs> although, although Sanchez is a bit of a hmm. mm. he's, a, he's just well, so, what, what did Sanchez do he, he came on in his first he game still scored more he, he scored a goal and then got a red card. And then got a red card and then yeah. got injured. Yeah. <laughs> and then got injured. <laughs> so, I mean, would you take impact. that? It's like Jonathan, you he's, he's the Serie A Jonathan Woodgate. Do you remember that? Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He gets his first game for Real. Scores, scores an own goal, gets sent off. Apparently, apparently um, and then got injured for about six months. Apparently he got, uh, he became, he's like a cult hero at, at Real Madrid. Like the fans just, because of that ridiculously awful debut they like they love him and they're just like that's just, <laughs> that's just brilliant so apparently when he goes there they they, they all they're all big big fans um uh, yes yeah, yeah. so I've, I've got a, i've got a bit different <laughs> again okay <laughs> um, no, no one no one's gonna win the battle <laughs> no one it's gonna be cancelled <laughs> well yeah who knows but yeah sorry karen so the, <clears throat> the the person i have to win the ballon d'Or, uh i think you're quite fond of him harry oh uh, yes, it's actually Eden Hazard. I am quite fond of him. How did you know? You are quite fond of Eden Hazard for some reason. I don't know. Um, Hazard. I will start by saying I have never seen someone dribble a ball better in my life. Um, yeah, it, it's quite a niche kind of circumstance for him. Women winning the Ballon d'Or, women the Ballon d'Or. Um, yeah, uh, currently, uh, looking at all his stats, he contributes to 0.502 goals a game. Uh, goal contributions a game, I should this say. Is, goals this, is, this is taken from how big Everything. This is This his is international. Career. This is an okay. entire career. Right, gotcha. Uh, so it's a contribution every 101 minutes. Mm. Uh, but if you look at his last season in the Premier League, where he got, I think it was it, 16 goals, 15 assists, or 15 goals, 16 yeah, I think assists. It his, I think it was his best statistically, yeah. Best season. That's 0.83 goal contributions a game. Uh, if you look at Messi's overall, it's like 1.2, but Messi and mm. Ronaldo won't be around in this scenario. No. no. So, um, 
first off, you've got to look at it as in why did Luka Modric win the Ballon d'Or? Mm-hmm. Why did he win the Ballon d'Or? Obviously, uh, Real Madrid won that Champions League that year. Uh, mm-hmm. And obviously, internationally, they did quite well. Semi final the World Cup, yeah. That's pretty, pretty damn good. That's <laughs> pretty good for Croatia, yeah. yeah pretty good. Uh, oh, so uh, I'd say he plays for Real Madrid. Um, there is a good chance of them being domestically successful, for one. Yeah. There's a good chance of them being European, uh, Europeanally successful. Is that the word? Successful, yeah. yeah. Uh, and there's, he plays for Belgium. Uh, he's in his what could be considered his prime years. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a really good player, and Belgium have one of the best teams in the world internationally. Yeah, there's a good chance he can be internationally successful. Yeah. So if he has an outstanding season, as he did with his last Premier League season, mm. I see no reason why he wouldn't be a front runner or a candidate for the Ballon d'Or. Well, I think I think you're right. If, if he stops oh. eating sweet Belgian buns, yeah, he like he does like he does like getting a bit getting a bit of weight. But um, a bit I think chunky. I think uh, <laughs> I think you're right in the sense that that's often how the like the Ballon d'Or is. You know, people people's memories are generally quite short. They remember little little segments of the season. So if you win the Champions League, you have got a very good chance of of doing it. If you win a Euro, if you win an international trophy, you have got a very good chance of doing it. Um, and you know. Um, Obviously, we still Euro twenty 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 has been moved back. Hopefully, it's going to happen. But yeah, you're right. If if let's say um, Belgium you do really well or win it, which is quite possible, they got you know flipping amazing yeah. team. Then yeah, that that could be. And and you'd hope by by at that point, you know, he would have shaken off this uh, underwhelming first season at Madrid and become the player that that he that he is. Uh, and de- you know, I I I I've had him as one of one of my candidates. I mean, obviously, I'm a Chelsea fan. I'm going to rate him, but I, I do think that he is he's not he's he's not on the Messi Ronaldo level. But he's 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 the he's the bracket underneath. And if he was if he was just a little bit more of a kind of ruthless, selfish bastard, for want of a better phrase, I think he he could he could quite possibly get to that level. But I think, as you say, he he likes he likes the buns. He likes he likes to. To lie around, according to the Chelsea players, he doesn't really train that hard. He kind of just walks around in the warm-up and stuff. But um, you, you you can't deny his his ability. He's definitely got got the potential to do it. It's just yeah. whether he becomes this this player that, at Madrid that he was at, at Chelsea. But I definitely uh, I definitely think he can. I just hope that just hope this bad start doesn't doesn't uh, doesn't rumble him. If you know if he has a bad start, he's always welcome back at uh, West London. That's <laughs> So for, uh, for a discount, is it? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, who knows? Coronavirus prices are getting from. I mean, you, you you might dig into your uh, financial fair players. <laughs> we'll get you use the money. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> to pay off your yeah. two thousand five debt. <laughs> the, <laughs> the the interesting thing. I mean, the thing with Hazard, I guess he's twenty. Drop my pen. Sorry. He's twenty eight. Twenty nine. Twenty eight. I think. I think he's. Yeah. I think he's going to be twenty nine this year. Um, or possibly, yeah. So, you know, he's still got plenty of years. But obviously, Messi has, has still got plenty of years, and Ronaldo's freaking nature. So he's still got plenty of years. So we're, you know, you're probably looking in at least two or three years before he has the chance to do it. I mean, who knows? As you say, with a good Euros, people can look look the other way. But um, yeah, I mean, in two years, it's the World Cup, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, 
World Cup in two years. Yeah, unless they push that back because they've got to do all I the mean, the winter, the winter Qatar World Cup that we won't get into oh, yes, right now. Oh, man. Yeah, wow, this is all. I've not even thought about this. Um, yeah, I, I'm su- yeah, I mean, I, I well, I mean, I, I agree with both of those. Um, I'm surprised. I know, Ro, you, you briefly mentioned him, but I'm surprised none of you said Mbappe. I, you know, I think he's too easy. Probably, yeah, probably, probably too, 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 too obvious. To I think, he, he I, I think he is 90% guaranteed <clears throat> if, if he reaches yeah. the potential he has or even maintains what he is right now. I think yeah. he's 90% guaranteed to win a Ballon d'Or at some point in his life, but yeah. whether he would be the one after Messi or Ronaldo, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he's you know, he's definitely. He's on that. He's on that level just underneath, isn't he? And he's what twenty-one, so he's got plenty of. He's going to go there, and he's so mm. got so much ability. He's, and what are we doing? He needs to. He needs to move away from PSG. I don't think many like. As a club, not many people like PSG. I don't really like PSG. They're a bit of a, a nothing yeah. club when it comes to Champions League, and they always seem well, to win. That's it. Obviously, they, they've, the, they've the league. Oh. They've underperformed so much in the Champions League, and I think, as Ash said before. Should they have a get? Should they have a year when they, um, uh, you know, when they go and win it or something? And he's like the, the starring role of that, which he probably would be mm-hmm. if they did. Then, then there's no reason why people couldn't couldn't get on the backs. But I, I know what you mean that there's you get more exposure if he goes to Real Madrid or Barca or even God forbid Liverpool. Sorry, Liverpool fans. Um, mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, and. Um, but yeah, um, yeah. The, the other, the other one I was uh, thinking of. I, you know, it's he's had a slightly, I wouldn't say underwhelming season, but slightly less um, brilliant season than he had last season. But Frankie De Jong is another one I, I, I thought about. Obviously, the people mm. in his position, people in his position, tend not to get that much um, recognition. Not at least, you know, yeah. at the very, very top of the top of the charts. But like, uh, I remember, you know. Obviously, watching him last season for for Ajax, uh, I remember actually saying to you uh, at some point I couldn't can't remember if it was I I want to say it was 2018, but I I don't think it was. So if I'm being realistic, it was probably 2019. But I, I remember saying yeah. to you I thought he would become the best centre midfielder in the world. Uh, he's obviously not t- immediately taken that form into um, no. into Barca, but it, I think it's difficult because I mean, a they've they've struggled a bit this season. They're you know they're sort of um, you know, since losing Javi, I think they're struggling to find. Yeah, they're trying to they're trying to find that identity in the middle of the park again, aren't they? And he he's competing with he's in plays he plays the exact same position as Busquets. So it's very hard to kind of, you know, he 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 is that guy who sits right in front of the centre backs, comes and takes the ball off and moves it about, and that's pretty much what Busquets does. So until either Busquets leaves or shifts position, you've got Frankie De Jong doing a different role to the role he did at Ajax and. Um, but I, d- I do think, based on what I saw of him at Ajax, I think if he is, you know, in that position and and you know, I mean, there are so game. many people that have talked about him being a natural a natural replacement for yeah Busquets. So well, this is it. I th- yeah, I think this it's just obviously Busquets is is not going anywhere for the t- for for a while. So it's almost like it's almost a shame they've got him now. Well, I, d- I, really I don't know because. Um, Barcelona with the coronavirus going on, I'm sure that there are auctioning off players like they're going out of fashion. If uh, you reckon they'd sell Busquets, if, if Twitter is to be believed, anyway. Um, <laughs> Twitter, Twitter's I mean, never they, wrong. They, they, they are. Pedro. 
it, it seems to yeah. be that almost everyone, bar Messi, is is up for grabs. I mean, uh, uh, Coutinho, well, uh, Griezmann they're talking Griezmann, about, Dembele. Uh, Vidal. Vidal. Yeah, I, I mean, he, I guess, I guess who, who knows Who knows why? I mean, all of those guys, you, you sort of look at them and go, have, have they have they they've probably had slightly underwhelming careers so far i i mean who knows i i don't know what the insider knowledge is about busquets i i just doubt that he's such a flipping stalwart there um but then but then again they they have got this culture haven't they barca of of moving players on to allow these young younger players to come through I and mean, he did it with ronaldinho uh, yeah. so let Messi... Aren't they normally from Wamazia though? <laughs> like when they yeah. do that, they're from Wamazia. Yeah, but I mean, Frankie De Jong might might as well be. Like he plays, yeah. he plays, he plays Cruyff, Cruyffian football, which is what Lamazia football is. Total football? Is it total football? Total football. Yeah. Total football. Total football. And yeah, and well, I mean, the other one again, it wouldn't it wouldn't necessarily be the first Ballon d'Or from after Ronaldo and Messi, but another another bloke I was se- severe, severely, serially, whichever word you want, severely impressed by uh, uh, in this season is Alfonso Davis, Bayern Munich. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's mm. I I thought when I you know when I when I sort of you know started what started watching clips of him and, and obviously saw it, seeing him play against us in the Champions League, I thought okay, it's, you know, obviously. He's quite young and stuff. 20, 21, 22. The kid's eighteen, like, cool. and he and he he was outplaying pretty much every single player on that left flank. And I was thinking, <laughs> bloody hell, this kid keeps keeps rising, and he's a, he's a bit of a legend on TikTok as well. So that's always you know. I mean, maybe if he does um, some sort of a Gareth Bale, uh, yeah, switches to a forward position. Well, they've, but they've, they've got David Alaba, haven't they? So it's it's difficult to know what mm. you know. But I know Alibud plays midfield sometimes in left left midfield. So sorry, what were you going to say? I feel like if um, if if Virgil Van Dijk, with all the hype that surrounded him mm. last season, and all the praise he was getting, if he doesn't win a Ballon d'Or because of that, I don't see any defender. Odd. Well, maybe not <clears> defensive <throat> player, I say, but any, anyone in in a back four winning yeah. a Ballon d'Or. Would you not? It's, would you not think that Trent Alexander-Arnold or even no. Matthias Delict? If they not, were not, not, not Matthias Delict. No, I, th- I think uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold possibly if he moved to a a forward position or slightly further up the pitch. I think. I think what you need because I agree with you. Obviously, defenders, the defensive players get overlooked a lot. What you need is to be the absolute standout of of your team in order to be highlighted which is what which is what happened to Virgil van Dijk last year I mean obviously Liverpool were, were brilliant in lots of ways but he was kind of the pin-up of that season and kind of got pushed forward as yeah this this guy is the is the guy a is god the figure and I think Virgil I mean Virgil van Dijk probably would have won that had had he not had Messi around you know what I mean if yeah yeah if if Messi wasn't Messi then he's probably winning that and it was like ridiculously close wasn't it uh like within it was like I don't know Tiny amount of points separating them. I know a few Liverpool fans who think it was fixed. So. I am not surprised to hear you say that. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, obviously it is. It is going to be hard for defenders to win it. But I think if you if you had enough, firstly if you had enough kind of momentum behind them, if they were the absolute standout and this guy is our best player kind of vibe at their club, and also if you know if they go on and do well either Europeanly or internationally. I mean, Alfonso Davis is Canadian, so I doubt they'll be winning any international tour. Well. Yeah. Any, any uh, I mean, who knows if if they if they won the uh, 
North American Cup. I don't think anyone would care. So, um, <laughs> but uh, but no, I, I agree. It's, it's, it is harder for them to win it. But I think you know we had Cannavaro in 2006, so it is possible. Um, but um, I guess we'll see. Uh, right now, we move on to the discussion on the edge of the box, uh, and basically. I'm going to try and argue a point and I'm going to just see what you guys think. You feel free to agree, disagree, or just tell me I'm an idiot or tell me that I'm, you want to give me a big kiss on the cheek. What, whichever is fine, preferably the kiss on the cheek, but we'll see. So the 2003-04 Arsenal Invincibles, they're often, you know, always talked about is when, when you mentioned the best teams in the in Premier League history, they're thrown right in there. Obviously, they, they didn't lose a game in the in the league. I remember seeing, I think it was Jamie Carragher did, um, he wrote, a, he did a column for whichever paper he writes for, I can't remember now. Um, and Probably it was, the Athletic. Uh, yeah, well, it wasn't, well, it wasn't the Athletic, but yeah, I know what you mean. Um, it was, he was talking about how Leicester's achievement of winning the league was a better achievement than Arsenal going undefeated. And I read the headline and I thought, well, oh, that's, that's surely obvious, isn't it? Like, that's just plain, you know. And, and I looked at the responses and so many people were saying, like, what are you talking about? Like, they were undefeated, blah, blah, blah. And this kind of inspired me to bring this up because, I mean, I've always had a bit of, a, a bit of an issue with... with uh, with the Invincibles, not that they weren't a fantastic team, they obviously were, but I hate this idea that because they failed to lose a game in the league, it automatically qualifies them as better than anyone who, who has lost a game. Mm. Um, you know, for, for, I mean, the first, the first thing, I, you know, I think if you talk to a lot of Arsenal fans, they say that the, the team two seasons before that that won the league was a better side for a start. Yeah, definitely. Um, but there's loads, of, there's, loads of things to, there's loads of things to look at. I mean, firstly, Yes, they didn't lose, but they failed to win 12 games in the league that year. Like, yeah. You, could, you know, draws are draws, but they're, they're not, they, they, um, they mean that you failed to beat those teams. Um, I mean, they also lost to uh, Middlesbrough in the well, FA this, Cup. This, this is it. Yeah. So they, so they, and people, Manchester people, United. People say, oh, they call them the Invincibles. That team lost seven times that year. Seven times. Mm. That's not an six. invincible team. Well, I say seven, seven, including the Community Shield, which I seven which I including for, Community. For, right, for the sake right, of this right. point, I'm in, I'm including. But for you're the, right for the sake of the pod. You're exactly. <laughs> but you're you're right to bring up the Middlesbrough one because I, I I saw that they, you know that they lost twice to Middlesbrough in the League Cup semi final. That you know that's not a that's not like a kind of ah oh, fair enough that's that's losing twice to Middlesbrough in a game that they would have you know they played their they played a full team and stuff. And I, I don't yeah. want to I don't want to just pick apart individual games like that but you know the, obviously losing to isn't, Chelsea isn't, isn't that the the um the uh, the year they won the league at White Hart Lane unfortunately so mm. but didn't win the game at White Hart Lane uh, also that yeah Robbie probably <laughs> two, like, two yeah. old draw but it, yeah uh, you know and like obviously that you know they were the they were the best team they were the best team around at that time but what, what I always like to compare it to is the season the season after that Firstly, because um, I think the sign of a really good team is defending your title. I think you see a lot of the best teams yeah. do it. Like one team can, if they can stay at the top for a for a period. So you had Chelsea in between two thousand and four and two thousand six. Then you had after that, Man United won it three times, and then you can look to Man City recently, two thousand seventeen, eighteen, eighteen, nineteen, or sorry, before that, sixteen, uh, mm. seventeen, eighteen, eighteen. Yeah, eighteen, nineteen. That's no. 
what am I talking about? 17, 18, 18, 19. Yeah. Um, but... Um, 1920. Yeah, maybe sorry, yeah, I keep I keep confusing this. But yeah, so <laughs> I, I, I also I also go to the um uh the so the, the the 2004-5 season, the season after the Invincibles. So that Invincible team is still there. The every every you know I haven't sold you know they I, I think they um yeah they haven't sold anybody. They've they've got exactly that same team. Um, and obviously that's when Mourinho came in and, and Chelsea won the league. But in the season that after um, Arsenal went undefeated, Chelsea only lost one game in the league. It was away to Man City, you bastards. Uh, Nicholas, and Elka, Nicholas and Elka diving to get a penalty. <laughs> um, but, uh, but, you know, and, and it was like, it was, I just sort of think, how can, how can this possibly be a conclusion that, so Chelsea, the season after the Invincibles, got 95 points, which until Man City broke it recently was a record. Uh, they yeah. conceded 15 goals, which I believe is a is a record that will never be broken. I don't. I think that's no. just insane. Um, and they 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 finished something like 11 or 12 points above above that uh, Arsenal Invincibles team, which is exactly the same team that that won it. And, and they I, won it with like three or four games left, it, it, spare, it, 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 rather exactly. than leaving it to the last day of the season. And you look at like I think you know Chelsea lost obviously a few games they lost in Europe but I was looking so they lost the, the games they lost in 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 Europe were um, a dead rubber at, against Porto in the very last group game after they'd already qualified and then away to Bayern Munich away to Barcelona and a, and away to a ghost goal so the, you know I think I, whenever I have this conversation I you know I'm always going to say that that. Chelsea team was better than the Invincibles team. It, I just find it frustrating that it's very hard to argue it because people come at you and say, "Well, they didn't lose." That doesn't automatically qualify it as as. Uh, I mean, as they would have. I mean, say this Invincibles team. Yeah. Um, where in the Premier League last year got the same amount of points somehow? What you know? What did they yeah. get? They got ninety points. Yeah, I think so. That would put them second points off second. Seven points off second. Points off second. Yeah, there you go. Last season. Yeah. So, uh, there's literally two teams that were better than them last season, and one of them didn't even win the league. Yeah. Uh, And as far as Invincibles go, I hate they've coined the term to refer to themselves when the original Invincibles were Preston North End in the first season of football. Anywhere. Oi, oi, lads. Oi, oi, lads. Yeah, we... <laughs> a stadium which we've all actually been to together. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. we have. Yeah, against Middle against Middlesbrough against Middlesbrough. Hey, it rises. No, 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 no. Forest. No, it's Forest. The pod almost rose itself. The pod nearly exploded with evil mean. I will stare. The coincidence that could have occurred about the invincible season. Thierry Henry. He scored 30 goals, was it? Was it 30 goals? I, I haven't checked. I, I, that sounds about right. Uh, I think yeah. Thierry Henry scored 30 goals in the league. Mm. That's 30 league goals. Right. In yeah. that season. Uh, obviously, brilliant. Mm. Brilliant player. <sighs> yeah, uh, I feel like they are criminally overrated. Yeah. What, and, <laughs> what, was, your, what was your point about Henry? I just think he's a good player. 
<laughs> just, just so I don't. Obviously, I'm a Tottenham fan, so okay, it's yeah, very, no, I, very I, easy for me to wanna, sound biased about this. Yeah. You wanna, you wanna so I wanted to balance it slightly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> something you guys don't get death threats. Yeah, exactly, death threats. That's the that's all right. I, I, you know, I don't. I, I, I like you. I don't want to appear like I'm trying to say this team was rubbish. Of course, they weren't. But I, I just think that, you know, this Invincibles tag raises them a high high above where they probably and their um be. gold replica fucking yeah i mean premier league trophy yeah, they have it's a bit they lord over everyone but i mean yeah like, i I, th- I imagine if the, the same was done for for chelsea or or whatever any other club i'm sure they i'm sure they'd act the same and and i don't blame arsenal particularly for it but I, but i just think that you know if you can if you can avoid um looking things as they are on paper and actually look at things as they are on the pitch you'll see you'll see a lot of different stuff you know i, I, I just don't yeah. like these conversations get shut down it's like they were the invincibles of course they, they didn't lose a, you know i that sort of debating is just is pointless if you just refuse to look at anything other than what's written down to be honest i do think that it was amazing that they achieved such a feat with what? such a poor center back <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, Carlo, Carlo Torre, quite he's quite young, wasn't he? Yeah, I agree. Oh no, I was just you know, so, <laughs> Sol uh, Campbell, who's Sol, that? Sol Campbell, yeah, <laughs> yeah, not sure. Mayor of London, wasn't he or something? I don't know. Oh God, not. Um, but uh, <laughs> he's no. not doing too well in his managerial and, job, though, is he? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, but you make you make a good point. Like it, it, that, I guess that's the other thing. Obviously, it is a ridiculously hard thing to do, and it obviously because no, nobody does it. Liverpool were trying to do it this season. And, and didn't do it. Man United got close. Saying that, go. saying that, yeah. I um, in in research for this pod, mm. I um, I found what could be described as the very definition of jumping the gun. Okay. Uh, and I found online a um, Arsenal and Liverpool invincibles combined eleven. <laughs> uh, as in Liverpool, current Liverpool, current Liverpool invincibles. Yeah. Combined eleven. Okay. Yeah. So we've got uh, uh Alison. Alison, yeah, Alison's gotta be there. Yeah. Cole, Van Dyke, Campbell, uh-huh. uh, Alexander Arnold, Fabinho, yeah. Burkamp, Vieira, Fabinho. Mane, Omri. Yep, Fabinho. Fabinho. Obviously made by a Liverpool fan. Um <laughs> Mane, Omri and Salah. Mane, Omri and Salah. So he's let so which uh, so he's left out Perez, he's left out Lundberg. He's left out um, Gilberto Silva. I presume he had Vieira in there, right? Yeah, he had Vieira. Oh, yeah, that would have been a match. Yeah, I mean, Torre. Uh, I, I said, the, I mean, the defense sounds the defense sounds about right. Um, yeah, Van Dijk, Torre. I would, I'd have Torre over Campbell. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, you, you do wonder. You make a good point. You know, I wonder how they would fare now. I mean, they, you know, there obviously would be title challenges, but. How far behind? The, I mean, it's diff, it's difficult because it was what 15, 16, 17 years ago. So it's yeah, football it changes does not so feel much. That. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, but no, I, I just yeah, I think it's always an interesting an interesting debate to have to have as long as you don't get people who just shut you down because you're saying that of yeah. course. Um, I think it would have been more impressive if if it was a combination of both that Arsenal invincibles with the stats that Chelsea had the season after. So if Obviously, they didn't. Obviously, they didn't, they didn't lose at all. Hmm. Um, if if they did draw, but say only conceded fifteen goals, I'd say that that would be more of a 
that'd be a lot more of a, a bigger testament to show yeah. how difficult it is that, that you know they weren't just invincible because the you know they scored a lot which gained them the draws the you know they defended just as equally as good as as the their attack yeah. um and i just think that Obviously, I don't. I'm, I can't. I don't know exactly how many goals they conceded that season, but when, you know, having two twenty-five in the league. So, yeah. So obviously, still very good. Mm. Just think, if it was equal to the Chelsea record, or even better than the Chelsea record, then it'd just be like that little bit more in there. It'd, it'd work a lot more in their favour. Yeah, um, the, the big. I think the big thing for them, I think, because that that was probably this. I know they got to the Champions League final in two thousand six, but that year was probably was the year that they probably had the best chance of winning the Champions League. Not least because they were the best team in England, but uh, the year that so they got knocked out by Chelsea, which was you know they should have they were better than they beat Chelsea twice twice in the league that year. They were better than us, um, and we you know we were won with a White and Bridge goal in the eighty seventh minute. Still remember it. Um, but it was it, like that was that was the year you had it was a Porto Monaco final, and that was the year that Deportivo knocked out AC Milan. It were probably up there with you know Arsenal in, in in terms of the best teams in Europe. So you had all these all these big teams had gone out. Real Madrid were um, I can't remember did, did Arsenal knock out Real Madrid? I can't remember if that was that season or not. But they you know Real Madrid weren't 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 at their best. Barcelona were just pre that. I think mm. you know they were pre that Ronald, that brilliant Ronaldinho Etu era uh, of yeah. of being brilliant, and that was that was the year that they that they should have won the they absolutely should have won the Champions League and probably would have done if they'd be, if they got past Chelsea they'd have probably beaten Monaco, and then yeah. who knows against Porto that Porto team was Mourinho's team but and as you say had they done that there would have been a greater sort of um, uh, yeah. you know thing for them to to establish themselves as, as brilliant but I think that as 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 much as that's you know, a missed opportunity. It's an example of how that team was also had its failures. You know, they failed to, they failed yeah. to win the games that mattered. Yes, they, yes, they, yes, they didn't lose to Portsmouth and and you know Southampton and uh, Birmingham City. Rovers. But but what's a what <laughs> Blackburn Rovers? But what's a be, what's a better achievement here? You know, what like this? How how high do we put going undefeated in a league season on the pedestal of achievements? Who knows. I say pretty high, honestly, um, and I, I, I do, I am like, kind of giving them a lot of stick here, obviously, as I would. But it, <laughs> as we it, it is, to. yeah, as you as you would expect me to. But it is a remarkable achievement. It is, oh, yeah. Obviously, like it's only ever been done once with mm. Preston. And that was when there was what, what like six teams in the league. Mm, yeah, it'd be like a, it was all like, compared to the Arsenal and a handful of teams. I, yeah, I don't, I yeah. don't remember it to be honest. I couldn't. Uh, couldn't yeah, well, no, it was. I think it was six teams in the league, and it was the first, um, the first, the first ever like actual football league, and it was all northern teams. Yeah. Northern, yeah, yeah, up north, and it wrong. Why? <laughs> but Why? no, well, very. I mean. Very nice, guys. Well, I think I think we'll we'll leave it there for the moment. But um, thank you for joining us, Mr. Josh Rowe, Mr. Ashley O'Hara. Um, I don't You're welcome. Really, I don't. I'm not really sure what to do to sign off, as this is our first episode. But um, thank you for listening, and we'll see y'all later.